opening with, I thought the kids battled, man. It was uh, it was competitive, tough out there. And to be honest, they are at that point where I don't even know. Y'all tell me what practice number that was. 14, maybe 15, 14. So I mean, they're they're. I mean, they're, I mean, we went Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday. They've never gone this many in a row because even when we first started, we had a day off in between. So their last day off was uh, last Sunday. So they they're tired. And uh, our GPS kind of indicates that. There weren't a lot of guys flying around over 20 miles an hour out there. But I tell you what, I, I did like the grit, the uh, fight. Did not play exceptionally well uh, in some spots on both sides of the ball. On both sides of the ball. I thought the offense was kind of sloppy in the passing game uh, with both groups. Um, but I, I liked the fight and the demeanor. I mean, all the way through the situations. We did red area. We did fastball. We did uh, two-minute. We did third down, we did move the field, and the kids just kept fighting and competing, and I liked that part. So uh, pleased with the competition, but we still have a ways to go to get to the point that I think we can have a really good football team. We're not there yet, and we got to use the next few practices to do that. Coach, there was a lot of social media chatter and stuff that Jameer White got hurt during the scrimmage. Can you give us some details? On yeah, that? he was on punt cover. Uh, he was covering a punt. And it was a non-contact injury. There was nobody really around. He and uh, Mark Webb were kind of holding each other up, but don't know anything yet. He's getting an MRI done right now. So it's a left knee. It's his non-surgical uh, knee, but I can't tell you much more than that. Yeah, I thought those the kids with the most leadership and experience have played harder, and there's not been that little taste of complacency I had probably early on. But that, that was really true in the last scrimmage. They started to kind of answer the bell and it was really physical last scrimmage. This this scrimmage was probably not as physical. It was there was a little more passing situations involved and we didn't we didn't have real good timing in the passing game. So that's attributed to two things. Either we played better on defense or we're just not where we need to be yet in the passing game. The, the run defense particularly was an area that you spoke about, some of the guys talked about. Did, did you see some improvement there from your front seven? can't say that we did because I don't know that we tested it enough. You know what I mean? The antenna today was to, hey, we're not going to go out and throw it every down. we got to run the ball to be successful. But we wanted to throw the ball, get some timing, um, less uh, what I call 11-on-11 11 11 car pileups. You know what I mean? Less, less bodies on bodies because we did that last scrimmage. So I don't know if we made our run goal or not. I'll have to wait and see the numbers. Uh, but we didn't run it a whole bunch. Malik Aaron was He's cross training because we, we 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 don't know if we have enough mass and you know Bill's been out at outside backer so Malik gives us mass and he's a good athlete he's not going to be a permanent thing if we're if we're short inside he needs to be inside if we're short outside he needs to be outside he's become a little better swing man than say Ledbetter because Ledbetter's got a little more anchor so Ledbetter can hold up inside better than Malik but we did we, we scrimmaged him there some today he got some reps and he's been kind of double training he does a good job he's very bright. If you are you asking me, do I know who they are, or am I if I'm honing in? We're trying to hone in, but I don't know that the question's been answered. I thought today we gave up less vertical passes than we did last time, and we threw it more often, so we made more plays down the field. Can I tell you who the two starters are, or the starter opposite Bake? Probably can't tell you that right now because I don't know. I'll, I'll say this: Tyson Campbell played better today than he did last time. Stokes has played well. 
um, continues to grow. Mark Webb, now that he's back healthy, has played well. But the star position is probably completely unsettled. I mean, it's still a competition. Eric Stokes' is a guy probably gets forgotten a little bit because he wasn't a super highly rated guy yeah. out there. But he's, I mean, it seems like he's, you know, looking at the spring game and what some plays he's able to make and some of the run he's getting with you guys now. I mean, how far has he come, you know, from, from this year to last? He's gotten a lot better. I'll tell you what's unique about him. Everybody knows his speed, and he was not very highly recruited. And he's a great case of a kid we had in camp that was raw, fast, but raw. And I thought, man, I don't know if this kid's going to be able to develop. He's never really played corner. It wasn't natural for him. Coach Tucker has done a hell of a job developing him. And to his own right, he, he listens in the meeting. He takes notes in the meeting. He learns in the meeting. He carries over what he's taught, and you see him do things he's taught on the field, and not all our corner, corners have done that. And he, he's made himself a better player. Uh, is he the starter? I don't know yet, but he's, a, he's had a good camp. Coach, were there any other, there any other injuries? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's such a big deal for you guys. I, I swear I don't get it. Uh, none that I can think of. I think Eric Stoke jammed his finger. Uh, I think Isaiah Wilson caught a cramp. Um, I think Jason Stanley uh, maybe pulled a quad. I, I don't get that. I mean, that's like all you guys want, but I don't. I don't get it. I think that's all. But right, I'm sure. Yeah, they're fighting their tail off. I mean, we, we, we do defensive line by committee. So if you're asking me who's on the committee, there's about eight guys on the committee. And there's a bubble there on the D-line where we'll probably travel eight, nine, or ten, depending on special teams. And there's some guys right on that threshold. It's the same way at wide receiver. we got some tough decisions to make because, you know, we can only travel 70 in the SEC. Well, the first game, we can dress more than that, so we won't have that problem. But as you look to your roster, you don't want to be practicing guys in positions and they can't go to Columbia. So you got to make your roster from the 70 and say, who who are we going to get ready to go coach and teach and get ready to go play at this point? And there's probably eight to 10 guys in that fold. How are you at an inside linebacker right now? You said back in the spring, nobody was standing out. Yeah, it's by committee. I mean, there's those guys that are going through. I, I can't say specifically today till I watch the tape. I know this, the two young guys are they don't know what to do. They make busts, they make mistakes, but Channing Tindall and Quay Walker are fighting tooth and nail. Because number one, they can run and they'll hit you. It's two qualities at linebacker. Can you run and will you hit somebody? They have done that well in camp. They don't know our defense completely inside and out, but we're not looking at week one. We're looking at week four, five, and six. So Jawan Taylor has had a good camp. Uh, between Monty, Trez, and Tay, it's kind of a toss-up. Nate's been injured a bunch, and so has uh, Jaden Hunter. They're both back today. It's the first time getting to see them scrimmage. But the two young guys are really competing. How does that responsibility on the inside linebackers and, and their ability to call the defense affect Channing and, and maybe Quay's ability to play early? Well, we wouldn't put those two guys in together. You know, when you put them with a more experienced guy, they, they kind of complement each other. And early in camp, we made them go by themselves with each other because it – forced them to talk. And now that we want to figure out who can play, we put them with the, the older partner, 
to maybe make them relax a little bit, make some of the calls and just see them play. And I think you're starting to see the results of that because they played a little better today that they didn't have that pressure of everybody's counting on me for the call. Yeah, clarity, I would never say clarity because we got four more practices. I mean, obviously left tackle, Andrew's done a good job. The monster, right, you said right tackle, but I was just going through them all. Right tackle would still, right now it'd be Isaiah. He's done a good job um, there. Um, Ben's done a good job over the guard. Ben has been our flip-flop tackle. Um, we've tried to get Kendall and Cade ready, both at the tackles as a emergency option. Um, the big battle's kind of going on at, at who is the next guard. You know, like, who is the next guard besides Ben and uh, Kendall? And is the next guard better than Kendall? Is Kendall the better backup guy that can play all five? There's a lot of competitions going on. So clarity will come when I watch this tape, and I'll know at least a little bit more to who's going to be the guy. But that competition th is thick. And the big problem is we're probably going to travel 10 O-linemen, and who the ninth and 10th are is where the battle is. How close are the competitions right now? Well, I would say going into the scrimmage, Camardo was the lead and had done pretty well. And today's numbers show that, you know, it was not quite as one-sided for Camardo. He had a bomb and then he hit a shank. So he was 50-50 and his yardage was good, but it is because he hit a bomb and a shank and some other mediums. Uh, Landon Stratton hit a couple good punts today. But for the most part, it's been Camardo in the lead. And we'll, we'll kind of re-eval off the scrimmage and see how both of them did. You're talking about the depth chart, meaning what? Oh, it's all year. I mean, the depth chart was it never changed. I mean, it, it's 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 all week. I mean, we'll have guys that compete throughout every week. So the difference is how many you can travel. So at home, we may dress 90, 95 guys. So they're going to be out there, but we can only practice so many. So when you think about going on the road in the SEC, you're always trying to work around that 75, 80-man roster because you can only take 70. So you're preparing your team so that your backups on special teams are on the bus. And that's that's the big thing for us. Compared to, to the spring when you mentioned how safety depth was a concern, how do you feel about that? It's still a concern. It's still a concern. I mean, I, 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 the injury to Tyreek hurt that because Tyreek was playing there, not really playing star. And with him out, we lost a lot of experience. It would be like losing Aaron Davis last year. Here's a guy that had played every position in the secondary. That's what Tyreek was. You lose Aaron Davis, and now you go, oh, boy. So, I mean, we, we don't have the depth at safety that we need, and we got to continue to develop safeties. I don't know how to answer that. I really don't because I don't know where I thought they would be. I just kind of go day by day, day by day, day by day to say where I thought they would be at this time. I, I don't know what I, where I thought they would be because I didn't know how guys would respond to certain situations. You know, how are they going to respond when it's 100 degrees out there on Tuesday and Thursday? I, I don't know that. And uh, what I'm pleased with is the character and effort in practice they've shown. There's been two practices I was disappointed in. But outside of that, I've really been pleased with how they work. You know, today or where the whole process is. Today, I, I, I was not, I was not real pleased with either guy. I didn't think that, uh, I didn't think either one of the guys played exceptionally well today. And maybe we put too much on them. Maybe we asked too much of them today because we didn't go out there and three yards cloud of dust. 
you know, we said, let's, let's open it up a little bit. Let's throw it around a little bit and see how we do. And I didn't think that was great. Up to this point in camp, they've both been really competitive, uh, good leaders. They both have good charisma. I guess uh, huddle, huddle communication has been good. On the field has been good. And that part has been pleasing for both of them. The last part was what? What is, what is the likelihood of him getting oh. some good playing time? I don't know what the likelihood is right now. Matt, Matt is a <laughs> Matt's a talented young man, but he is hot and cold. He, uh, he Sometimes he struggles to get the signal and know what to do and knows assignment. He's talented. Okay, He's not a great special teams weapon, and I've addressed that with him. For him to be in the core group, he's got to do something on special teams. But he has a physical trait that our other wideouts don't have. Long, tall vertical and that's what we don't have so he got he's got to be elite at that in order to make the bus when i say bus i'm talking 70 because he's not going to be a big contributor on special teams it's just not what he's really good at so but he's flashed now i mean matt's made some plays that you would say man that's a big time play so we're hoping to get the best out of him thank y'all